regardless of what position you're in right now, you have got potential, right? You have the capability, Mm. you have the possibility to rise, to grow, to become better, to improve in across every level, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, relationships, everything. You have that potential. And once you recognize you have that, it's actually your duty. It is your ethical duty to work towards fulfilling that. It's your duty to, if you believe in God, it's your duty to God. If you believe in yourself, it's your duty to you. It's your duty to your parents. If you have children, it's absolutely your duty to your children. It's your duty to your friends because if you fulfill your potential or at least strive to, not only will you make yourself and your life better, you'll make life better for everybody else. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations? Why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper. I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. End the conversation. Be strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments. And sacrificing temporary shit for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant This episode is sponsored by Bees. She is the creator of the Gifitize app and the author of the Financial Starter Cake book. Bees works in the defense industry as an overseas contractor. After years of studying financial literacy and investing, she is now financially free. The Financial Starter Cake comes with a free money allocation spreadsheet and gives you all the resources that you need to take control of your finances today. You can purchase the book at financialstarterkit.com. If you want to learn more about the defense industry and how to obtain a stable, high-paying career in the States or overseas, you can purchase her Defense Industry Guide at www.defenseindustry.guide. Also, for more information, you can follow her on Twitter at capital underscore SB. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier, and today is going to be another special, special episode I found out about this guy. I was just telling him I found out about him probably like two months ago. I seen him on Twitter. Other people retweeting him. Then I noticed he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and that's a podcast I'm really fond of. I watch I watch a lot of his uh, episodes, and I seen him on there. And I just reached out. I'm like, I think it'd be dope to, to have him on the show because he brings a lot of different perspectives towards things. So I think his perspective would definitely be uh, dope to be on the show. And his name is Zuby. He's a rapper podcaster author speaker and i'm just excited to have you on so welcome to the show bro appreciate it man happy to be here definitely definitely let's uh just just getting right into it so for the people 
that's not familiar with you, you know, you're real popular, but for the for the amount of people that's not familiar with you, this you mind just giving like a little background stuff, so like everything you're doing right now, like what was the start to that? How did it happen? Yeah, sure thing, man. So a little bit of background about me. So I was born in the UK. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Um, when I was in Saudi, I went to an American school there for uh, up until fifth grade. Then I went to the UK for school and for university. Did really well in school. I went to Oxford University, studied computer science, graduated. And then um, I actually released my, I started making music when I was in my first year of university. And I released my first album, which was called Commercial Underground when I was 19. And then, so that was sort of the spark that set off the music. And then I, I moved to London. I worked in the corporate world for three years mm. while doing my music stuff on the side. November 2011, I took the plunge. I made a big leap and left my corporate job to go pursue my music career full time, which some people thought was crazy, but right. I knew that I couldn't reach my goals and ambitions if I was working for somebody else and doing something that I didn't really want to be doing in my heart of hearts. So things have just grown from there, man. I mean, from, you know, from that time up until about 2018, I was primarily doing sort of purely music. I would have purely defined myself as a, as a rapper or as a musician. Um, it all just started out with music and then expanded into merchandise. I used to do pop-up shops all over the UK. And I mean, I sold over 25,000 albums totally independently without a label, without a manager, without anything, just hard grind. So that's really how it all started. Then in 2018, I found myself getting a little bit more involved in other things, in some aspects of the sort of socio- cultural political conversation which i had actively avoided for a while <laughs> in any public sense but i just started uh you know tweeting my thoughts out there more and you know just sharing another layer of, of myself and that started bringing in a lot more people At the beginning of last year i started my podcast real talk with zuby which is you know gained good traction february 2019 as well february last year i went crazy viral with uh this deadlift tweet which <laughs> was seen by millions of people all over the globe and that put me on the map for a lot of people i mean when i tweeted that i had nineteen thousand followers on twitter i've now passed a quarter of a million in just over a year um more, more than just maybe what like how long is that maybe 18 18 months not even 18 months so it's been it's been a wild ride. Um, mm. I spent nine weeks out in the States last year, did a couple of cool things, a lot of cool things, including going on the Joe Rogan podcast, including getting invited to the Pentagon and the White House and going on a bunch of massive shows, being on TV, stuff like that. So that is what has, uh, in, a, in a brief summary, that's sort of what's led up to where I am right now. <laughs> a lot of dope things, man. And you spoke on how you left the corporate world. So I want to ask you, was it a specific event that happened that, that 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 made you leave or was it something that you always knew like this wasn't for me okay so it's worth bearing in mind that by the time i left my corporate job i'd already released two albums and one mm. ep and i'd already done a tour and performed in a couple different countries so i was already a musician i sort of kept the two worlds separately so the people who knew my music and were fans of my music for the most part didn't know that i had a full-time job and the people in my full-time job, apart from people close to me, didn't necessarily know very much about my music. So I kind of kept the world separate. Right. But both careers were progressing to a level where I was having to sacrifice in one for the other. Mm. And I knew, you know, my, my, my job was cool and everything. I, I didn't hate it. But 
I knew that that was not long-term what I wanted to be doing. I was already doing my music. I already knew like, okay, I want to do, I want to do something serious with this music. I've already sold a few thousand albums. I've already got a little bit of a, a little bit of a fan base. I know I can do something with this. So what would happen if I gave this all my time and my energy and I truly put my focus on this? So that is how that jump happened. So by the beginning of 2011, I'd already made a decision that by the end of that year, yeah. I was going to be a full-time musician. So I actually got a promotion at my job in like September or October. I got a promotion. Um, and then I was like, I want to hit that milestone. And then after getting promoted, I the next month I actually sort of handed in my notice, as they say. And uh, yeah, went off and bought myself a van, you know, wrapped it with a, you know, it's, I've got this big purple van with the Zuby logo on it. And uh, yeah, hopped in the van and started traveling around the UK, selling my CDs, promoting my music. And, um, you know, did that for, for years. And that's how I built my audience. That's how I built my fan base before things started going before people started knowing me for other things, that's really how people knew me from just going to every city in the UK and talking to the people and just doing the street hustle. And like I said, that evolved into doing pop-up shops and, um, you know, going into shopping malls in different, in different cities and promoting and selling my CDs and hats and hoodies and t-shirts, et cetera. Um, from 2014 to 2018, that was sort of my primary source of income. And um, yeah, it's just grown and expanded. Growing, growing the brand, growing. I love that. And something I want to, I want to touch on that you, I've seen you speak on before. And it's something that I speak on with a lot of my friends privately. I feel like this is a, a very important topic. And me owning several businesses, I understand, especially as a, as a black man, it's super important. You, you said pretty much, I'm paraphrasing, but you talked about not referring to yourself as a, a black business or a black business mm. owner, and not mm. guilt trip, not needing to guilt trip. <laughs> you're you're not needing to guilt trip your consumers to buy your product and i think that is so important because i feel like that's a i feel like when we do that we kind of cut off a large portion of our uh -huh. potential customers by just saying like oh i'm a black business it's like you don't have to say that to do that in my mm -hmm. opinion you could just mm -hmm. do business and you could just you know what i mean but i want you to itself. speak on yeah i want you to yeah, speak yeah. on that yeah, sure thing, man. That's, that's actually a really good question. And it, it's great to speak to, you know, a, a black American about that. Because being where I'm from and having my background, I mean, one, I don't know, have you been to the UK before? No, no. So one, one interesting difference between the, there are lots of interesting differences between the country, but you'll find that black British people just call themselves British, right? In the UK, everyone just says we're, we're British, right? People don't really unless people really super need to specify, it's quite rare. It's relatively rare to hear the term black British or Asian British or white British. People just say they're British. Um, whereas in the UK, it's a lot more common to hear the term white American, black American, uh, Asian American, uh, Hispanic American, etc. People sort of categorize themselves a lot more. And I think some of that is to do with history. Some of it might just be habit and people not sort of questioning that. But, um, in my in my personal view, I mean, I, I agree with what you said. Firstly, is that it categori it categorizes you unnecessarily and mm -hmm. potentially can can box you in yep. because if your business is is not very, you know, especially if your business is not specifically geared towards black people explicitly, then it's not it's not really relevant. And I think that 
sure you have a small percentage of people who might like the idea the like they might like that branding right they may be very specifically into the idea that they explicitly want to support black bit black owned businesses etc but that's a small percentage of the potential market and potential consumers exactly. so there's no need to do that the way i look at it as well is i'm i'm kind of like look if you want to reach total equality then people actually need to get to the stage of dropping labels not adding more right mm. i think people need to start dropping the labels so rather than everyone talking about black this white that etc it's like just handle your business do your thing be yourself be it just be be who you are and you know we have eyes we can see who, <laughs> you know we, we we can see who people are right. so you don't need to be so explicit in saying this is this is this right why are you competing with just other black businesses mm. right why are you competing with even even with actors with musicians right they say a uh, best album by a black artist right best artist by it's like why not just an artist like why are you competing against just other black people right if you look at sports they don't have the the best black nba player right, right. the best white it, it's just these are the best players Right. These are the best players, period. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think it that's how I think it should be. I think if people truly want equality, then that that's that's what it's got to be. Otherwise, you're always yeah, you're competing in a smaller market and I think perhaps probably by accident because I don't think most people think about it. Right. But to me and I think implicitly perhaps to other people, it almost suggests that you can't compete in the whole market. I was just so about to have, say that. Yeah, so you have to so you have to corner this smaller one. And I'm like, no, actually, I, I truly believe in equality. I don't, I don't think that people need to narrow their market, right? I think just say, no, nah, I am a I'm a I'm a business owner, I'm this, I'm whatever it is that you do, right? Why do you want to be the best black doctor? Why do you want to be the best <laughs> black uh dentist, the black best black lawyer right you must be the best lawyer be the best be the best just be, just be the best lawyer right yep. you know and if you look at other other groups of people they they're, they're not doing that right yep. you're not like okay this is the best this is the best white lawyer in the county this is the best um i don't know this is the best asian dentist in the things just like nah like this is this is this is the guy so i think people need to in my view i i, I suggest people sort of drop that and let the let the words let the actions let the business whatever it is they're doing let that speak and and it also stops people from seeing the world in such black and white terms to you know pardon the pun but that's right, no what it is, right rather than if someone tells me explicitly this is a black business it, it forces me to see it that way do you see what i mean like yep. if if i if i'm just like i mean when i buy things when i shop when i'm getting i don't I don't really look at who is behind it so much. You see what I mean? It's just like you want you want the best thing. It's like, oh, cool. Like, I like that hoodie. I like that T-shirt. I like that watch, whatever. And then you might find out like who's behind it. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, that's just like an extra interesting thing. But it shouldn't be the, it shouldn't be the first, it shouldn't be the first thing. And by putting it the first thing, you are forcing other people consciously or subconsciously to see it just through that lens. Whereas, I, like I said, ideally, I think you, I think you just want people to see things on a on a level playing field, and not 
force people to kind of think of it that way. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of my thought on that. Yeah, I, I love that, man. And that's something that, like you said, I think a lot of people, when they do that, they don't really think critically about it or think too deep about it. It's just like mm-hmm. you hear a lot of people say it and you go in business as a black person. And that's like naturally the first thing you say without putting too much thought about it. And I remember mm-hmm. what changed my mentality towards it, my older brother. He talked to me about it. He was like, I don't think we should do that. Like, it's, he was like, subconsciously, it makes it sound like what you just said. Like, we don't want to compete with everybody. Like, we're afraid to compete with everybody. We just want to compete with our own. And it's like, I want to be the best at everything. I remember yeah. someone told me a while ago, they was like, yeah, man, you got one of the, uh, you got one of the best black podcasts. And he said it like, like he, yeah. I, I know he wasn't <laughs> trying to do any yeah, harm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He was trying to give me a pure compliment. But I kind of was offended by that because I'm like, what, is, what do you mean? Like, I'm I'm striving to be one of the best podcasts generally. I'm yeah, not trying yeah. to just be the best black podcast. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So as you as you should, as right. you should. Right. It's funny, you know, a, a lot of what I say is the, the root of everything I say is based in empowerment. Right. And it's funny because a lot of people who don't really get my message or are not used to it, it almost comes across the opposite to the opposite, me because, right. because I'm not so like obviously pro black or pro this or right. I don't, I don't speak in those terms, but the reason I don't is because I think that actually puts a, it puts a cap on things. It puts a, it puts a limit on stuff, right? Like you just said, you don't want to be the, the best black podcaster, right? Like it's like, <laughs> no, I want to just have to be one of the best podcasters. I'm not trying to be the best real estate developer. Eminem is not, Eminem is not trying to be the best white rapper. White rapper. Eminem is trying to be the best rapper. Period. Like he, you know, it's not, no, don't, you know, I'm sure he'd have the same view. He'd be like, no, don't just compare me to these guys. I want to be able to go toe to toe with, with Nas and with Jay-Z and with Rakim, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that's the mentality I think that people should have in the same thing. I, I feel the same with, um, I feel the same way when it comes to um, like a, a business or something run by a woman, for example. Mm. Right. I feel the same way. I feel that, or right. even in music, right. You know, best female dj it's like why why do you just strive to be like we can see your female we, we can see that exactly. so why don't you just strive to be the best the best dj why don't you just try to be the the best singer the best rapper whatever it is if people choose to see to categorize you in that way you know we, we can't control all of that but i'm just like man just just go for it just try to be yeah. try to be the best and understand that you can compete in that mm-hmm. world. And, and we've seen this. Look at the top of any, you know, at the top of any profession, you are going to see, yeah, sure, the ratios might not be identical to the population, depending on what you're looking at. But you're going to see people of all backgrounds. You're going to see people of different colors. You're going to see, you know, it, it, that's just that that's how it is. If, if you let the best, if you let the best thrive, then the best will you know, as long as there's not some super unfair discrimination or barriers to entry, et cetera, right. you will find at the top of anything, you will find a a range of different, of different people. And you, you can't, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of people trying to sort of engineer those outcomes, right. but I do believe that if you give people an equal opportunity, you give people a fair shot, you let people pursue what they're going for, you will just naturally end up with you know, what people call diversity. You don't need to try to force it. You just let it happen, let it happen. and it, and it, and it, and it will happen. Mm, yep. yeah. I, I, I agree, man. And yeah. something, something else that you talked about, and I, and I feel like 
I know this is gonna be a touchy uh topic <laughs> with a lot of people. And you said you said you said I'm part of the least oppressed generation in all of human history. But huge watches of my generation can't stop whining about how oppressed they are. The competition mm-hmm. is weak. And I want to ask, and when I read that last part, I was cracking up because I'm like, man, that's what I say to a lot of people. I'll be like, yo, think about it. If you mentally strong, and especially if you physically strong, Mm. it's like no offense, but it's a like, it's a lot of weak people these days. So like the competition is kind of watered down. But I want to ask you, like, because you talk about rejecting that victimhood mentality. Mm. And I want to just go into how important that is for the people that's listening. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, man, where do I even, where do I even start with that? So, so firstly, I mean, if you want to talk about facts, so what I said there at the beginning, that is a fact, right? Mm. Some people might not like to hear that, but if, if people don't believe me, you know, who do you think has it better? You or your grandfather? I say it all the time, bro. Okay. Who, who, you know, if you're in a room with people, like who, who thinks your grandfather or your great grandfather had it better than you do, right? That's going to struggle, right? Look around the world. Look around the world. Look at different countries. I'm in the UK. You're in the USA. People like to talk about how how, how terrible these countries are and how awful it is and all these different levels, et cetera. And then I'm like, okay, well, tell me, give me 10 countries that you think are better. Give me 10 countries you'd rather live in. It's hard for people. It's hard, right? So that in itself suggests that, okay, well, both on a geographic sense and in a historical sense, Am I saying everything is perfect? No, I've never said everything is perfect. But comparatively, compared to most people in the world, compared to most people who have ever walked the surface of this earth, look at what we're doing right now, bro. This is mm-hmm. magic. This mm-hmm. is magic, right? We are, we're in two different countries. We are commun- We're talking in real time. We can yep. see each other as if we're in the same room. Not only can we do this, we can then send it out to other people. They can right. watch it. And we can do this in, in milliseconds, immediately, like boom, boom, boom. That's, if, if you went, go back a hundred years ago, they, they'd think this is witchcraft. What black magic is this? Like, what, what, are, what are you doing? Is he in the room? Literally. They'd be trying, trying to touch right. the screen. Like, you know, what's, you know, yeah, this is crazy. We can reach hundreds of thousands, millions of people through a, a little device in our phone, right? Our, our phones. The camera on your smartphone is better than the best camera that existed in the whole world. It's better than Hollywood cameras from just 20 years ago, mm. right? It's, it's crazy. Go back and watch old movies, old music videos. The camera on your phone is better quality. It, it's crazy. And we've just got all these tools. We have YouTube, Google, like the, the internet, social media, all of this stuff. And then in terms of like uh, food, right we've got we've got food like obesity is a bigger problem than starvation mm, <laughs> right? Right. right when was the last time someone starved to death in the <laughs> uk or the usa right yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know we've got this little pandemic going on but we use like this pandemic is nothing compared to historical pandemics nothing right look at the black death the spanish flu mm. that stuff that just wiped people out right took out like a quarter of the population men women children etc like all of this has happened, all the wars, World War Two, World War One, just going back, uh, the, the Civil War in the U.S., just war, war, war. And we're like chilling. <laughs> 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 right? Not so long ago, 
you know, like, firstly, you know, guys like yourself and myself, like, you know, again, if you go back just a few decades ago, you, we, we literally wouldn't have had equal rights, right? We, we wouldn't have even been able to do this stuff, whether you're, you know, a, a black man or if you're, if you're Jewish or a woman, etc. Like, they had laws discriminate, like, explicitly discriminating against certain people. Now, I understand that there's some historical right. sort of o overhang of that, right? Especially perhaps in, in the USA. I understand that. However, so, so, so stuff is not perfect, but comparatively, it's like when, when people frame it that way, people are so focused on the problems, yep. right? And that's what I say when I'm talking about rejecting the victimhood mentality, because if we want to focus on problems and we want to focus on uh, what is wrong and what could be better, you know, we can we can come up with an infinite list. There, there's right. a long list of things that are not perfect in society and that are not perfect in the way human beings treat each other and the things that are like if you're looking for it, you will absolutely find it. Every time. However, if you flip it and you think of some of the things I just said, you realize like, wow, you know, like that's that's crazy. I mean, just the other day I was talking to um, a friend about some of the some of the problems in um um, in, in some black American communities and stuff like that. And, you know, we were saying all this and then I said, you know, black Americans need to remember they are the most privileged black people in the world. You are the richest black people in the entire world. Mm -hmm. You have the most opportunity. You've got the most equality, the most fairness, probably in fact, some, in some ways face, I mean, there's places in, even in Africa, like there is, there is racism between ethnic groups in between tribes, et cetera, which is far more hostile, far more like aggressive than anything people may experience in the, in the modern Western world. So, and then there's other places, you know, if, like if you, if you were in, in Asia, if you're in Russia, like those countries, those places, there's more explicit, you're, you're more likely to encounter some elements of explicit racism. So yeah, sure. Things are not perfect, but if you compare it to rather than looking comparing to perfection right if you compare to history and you compare to to reality and what else is out there you sort of quickly realize like oh wow actually most people most people would swap positions with me even if you're not in like the best position still it's like okay at least you've got the opportunity to rise up and i feel this a lot you know my family is originally from nigeria so I've, I've fortunately never lived in poverty, mm. but I've seen it, right? If I go back to Nigeria, I've been to Nigeria many times. And if you're dry, going through certain areas or whatever, like you see like not, not, not Western level, not Western level poverty of, you know, being in a council estate or being in a, a, a project or something like no poverty, right? Like this kid is, you know, his belly is sticking out because he hasn't got enough protein. You know what I mean? Like people just real 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 poverty and 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 you you think it, it gives you perspective because as much as you may feel you have problems or things back where you are where you live are not perfect it's like yeah but you got you got running clean water you've got electricity you've got toilets you've got you've got like a roof over your head you've got you've got supermarkets with all of this food you've got all these opportunities the roads are nice you can drive around you've got all of this stuff and not just that but you've also got the opportunity to rise right mm -hmm. so even if you did even if you did get a, a not so great start 
the opportunity to rise is there. And that's not everywhere. You've got places where even if you're really smart, even if you do work hard, there's just nothing, there's no nothing there, right? right? Yeah, that's why that's why people want to move to the US. That's why yep. people want to move to the UK because the opportunity is there. So even if you're coming and you don't, even if you let you come to America, I mean, this is, this is like the immigrant story, American dream, but this is millions of people in America, they or their, their parents or their grandparents, they came there with not very much, yep. right? Not very much, just a work ethic and a willingness to hustle. And within a, a decade, two decades, oh, wow, they're, they're financially stable. They're, they're well off. They can now have a, you know, their, their family can inherit something and that cycle can, can now begin. So I think a lot of it is about reframing because people, some, you'll, you'll, you'll see this, right? I mean, you, you see this, you can see it online, you can see it in real life. Some people always focus on the problems, always focus on the problems and especially the problems with others, the, pro the problems that are outside themselves, right? Whereas actually, if you're going to focus on a problem, it's better to focus on stuff you can control, right? It's better to be like, you know what, my, my habits are kind of, my habits are kind of whack. Like, you know what? Like my diet is kind of terrible. Like I'm not yep. eating well. You know what? I probably shouldn't be smoking all these cigarettes. I shouldn't be drinking so much, whatever it is that is someone's vice. You know, if you play eight hours of video games a day, right? If you play eight hours of video games a day, you, you don't, as far as I'm concerned, you don't have a right to complain about your life. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you, you see what I mean? Like you don't right. have, a, you, you, you've lost your right to complain about being broke. You get to play right? eight. If you're, if you're playing eight hours of games a day, it's like, well, of course you're broke. Right? Yeah, no, of course. Why, you, you, you should be. You deserve to be. Right? Literally. Right? All, the world is going on. There's all this opportunity. And you're you choosing to. Yeah. You know, you can play a game for, you know, an hour or two. But if you're just there day in, day out, unless you're like a professional gamer and you're making money from it or whatever, it's just like, man, you know, you've got all these opportunities instead of screaming and whining on social media all day. Why don't you make something, you know? Mm. And you don't even, you don't, might not even need to leave your house. Make a podcast, make mm. a YouTube channel, right? It's never. I mean, you don't even need to go out and physically labor. It's like, man, all of these opportunities, man. Yeah, that's that's facts, man. I say it all the time. Like, <laughs> we're in the greatest time period for opportunity ever. That's why mm. I never, like, I know for a fact that my grandfather would want to trade places with me. My great-grandfather would want to, like, my great-grandfather was, was he was a sharecropper. His dad was a slave. So I know mm. for a fact. So when people, when I hear people complain about how, like how fucked up the times are and how mm. it's, it's, it's so down and bad. They make it just sound so gloomy. I'm like, mm. I know things aren't perfect, but I would never complain because I know people that will literally yes. trade everything they could to be in my position. So that's why I never complain about mm. nothing. Mm. I could yeah, just and, make and it happen. It's, and it's interesting what you just said, because some people would use that family history to play the victim card, right? Mm. They'll say, well, my ancestor was this or went through this or what? And I'm like, yeah, I understand that, you know, and I can understand that that may cause some sense of like pain or emotion or whatever, but you are not, you are not that. Exactly. And, and actually, if you want to honor your ancestors, you should throw away this victimhood mentality and be like, wow, okay. They went through all this and that and that. So that. I can do we that. could so that I can be free so that yeah. I'm not I'm not the one in chains like I'm not and it's just like man like if it, it I'm, I'm big on the idea of reframing because I think any any sort of negative thing you can reframe yep. right you can you can turn it from a I agree. you can turn it from a, a victimhood mentality 
to a, a victor mentality. And, and that's something I think a lot about, you know, when I, when I could, if I find myself complaining about random stuff, I'm kind of like, you know, I do that act of just thinking of like all the things I have to be grateful for. And also thinking like, man, like my, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know my great grand, my great, great grandfather, but if he could see me whining about whatever I'm whining about, you know, he'd be like, what, what, what what's going on? Right. <laughs> this person's a disgrace. You know? right, literally, literally. <laughs> I'm out here literally. having to hunt and farm and, you know, like, <laughs> like and you work. complaining and I'm here complaining because the Wi-Fi is slow. Right. You know? So <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's what it's, and I think people don't really look at it because I know I didn't always look at it from this perspective. Sure. Like I'm 26 now and I really just started looking at this perspective probably about two years ago. Mm. It was like, man, what the, I got no right to complain about nothing, especially because I was in the military, especially okay. when I was deployed overseas and I was in the Middle East pretty much working sun up to sun down and I mm. seen how different firsthand because I worked in the actual country I was in. I didn't work like on a base. And mm. I seen how different, how real it was. I'm like, yo, we where, got where, no... where were you based? I was in Qatar. Oh, and Qatar's okay, okay. a, a, a Qatar is a beautiful country. But I worked at mm. the airport and I was there like literally sun and I was there during Ramadan. You couldn't oh, eat wow. or drink. Yeah, yeah. Like literally it's against the law to eat or yeah. drink while the sun wow. was out. So I'm there. <laughs> like, I remember I almost got arrested. I was at a restaurant I ordered, and I <laughs> And I ordered food, and I, uh, I was starting to eat my food, and they started freaking out like the police. Oh, wow. And I'm like, so I had to hurry up and get up out of there. But that taught me, like, it switched my mentality. Like, wow. And yeah. I got back to the States. I'm like, yo, we really have, like you said, it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah, but it's not we perfect. But we don't got, like, come on, man. As far yeah. as, like, what our, what our ancestors went through, what other people still going through, like, mm -hmm. we should be making the best out of every fucking situation that we in. It's like, Absolutely. no, I preach to, like, this, on, on this podcast, I talk about, releasing that victimhood mentality all the time is so important like it's super important you see a, you see yeah. life through a different lens you use yeah and and it's empowering because it lets you know that you know what if if you own your problems yeah then you can own your solutions yep if if all the problems if everything you know if if your success lies in the hands of other arbitrary people or just the system right mm -hmm. if the just the system it's like well you know, nobody cares, you know, like, no, you, you know, like you can feel, you can feel that and you can make those excuses or whatever. But honestly, like nobody, nobody cares enough to oppress you. Like, no, you're not that important. Like no, <laughs> no, no one is going to stop you. Like, if you. If you want to be successful, trust me, no one is going to stop you. Like you can, you, you can't be stopped. And once people accept that, then it's like, okay, maybe, Maybe all these things I'm complaining about, maybe, maybe I can do something about this. And then once that clicks for people, it's a whole different way of looking at the world. It's like, oh, okay, I've got this. Even if you still feel, you know, rightly or wrongly that you may have some disadvantages or someone else, you know, that's, that's always going to be the case, first of all, right? You know, we're all, we're equal, but we're different. You know, people have different starting points. So sure. Some people get off to a better or an easier start than others. No question whatsoever. Um, but in the long run, right in the long game, then, you know, where, where you are when you're 12 years old, that's not so much up to you when you're 42 years old mm. or 52 years old. I'm like, okay, that's, that's on you, right? You can't still be blaming what happened to you when you were 12 on you not having your act together. I mean, you, you can, but you're the right. one who's going to, you're the one who's going to suffer. Right. No one else, no one else 
like I said, no, no one else really cares. People are, people are busy. People are trying to sort their own lives out. And so, you know, it, it really, it really comes down to you. And so, yeah, like I said, that's why I stick to that message because it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it empowers people in the long run, even if in the short term, it can be a little bit painful to, to hear, you right, know, right. like, you know, people don't like having their excuse. People don't like having their excuses taken away from them. Yep. I don't like it either. Nobody likes it. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> no, nobody likes it because we, we all make excuses sometimes. Yep. And it's not nice to have someone saying, nah, actually, <laughs> not, not, you know, like, that's, that's not really valid. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good because then it's like, oh, OK, okay. that means I have the power. I've mm. got the control. Yep. I can't control everything that happens to me. I can control how I react to it, though. I can control, you know, I mean, I, I take this to quite an extreme. I mean, if I'm, if I'm traveling somewhere and like I'm late because there was traffic, I don't blame the traffic. I blame myself. Yep. I'm like, I should have, I should have left earlier. I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have left <laughs> earlier. I should have checked. I should have checked the thing to see how bad the traffic was. I could have avoided that. Right. Had I not spent that extra 10 minutes, you know, tweeting and I just left 10 minutes earlier, I would have avoided this. Um, so, so, so that's the, that's the way I do it. And then, and it also means you can own your victories. Yep. It also means when you, when you do, do well, when you succeed, when cool stuff happens to you, nobody can be like, oh, you just got lucky or it just happened by this or whatever. It's like, nope, (laughs) I own my mistakes. I own my victories too. I did that. I made that happen. You can't take that from me. You know, if, if this you know, your podcast blows up or whatever you record, you know, 500 podcasts and your podcast grows and it becomes popular and successful, et cetera. No one can be like, ah, ah, Xavier was lucky. He was lucky. It's like, I made 500 podcasts. What do you mean? What do you mean? Lucky? I said editing, finding I, guests. <laughs> talk. It's like, no, that's not luck. That's not you know, luck. That's funny because I've already, I've already heard people say that about me. Other people, <laughs> people came. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh. I don't need. It. But what's so funny? What's so dope about what you just said? And that mentality is, it gives you it's so much power in that. Like even when, in my life, like anything that go wrong in my life, even if it's really not my fault, I'll be mm. like, damn, that's on me. Because I think like I could have done something differently that could have changed the outcome. And yeah. the reason I think like that is because like that's how my father raised me. And I don't, and I don't even know if it was intentionally. Mm. I know whenever something happened in my life. Like, it don't, even if it wasn't my fault, my father always was like, no, it's on you. What could yeah. you what, think about it? What could you have done differently that would have mm-hmm. made? And I'm like, yo, I don't have nothing to do with the situation. Yeah. <laughs> but, as a, but as an adult, I see how powerful that is because it gives yeah. you power to let you, it it lets you know that you can control any. You can do whatever to control mm-hmm. the outcome. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of and, people don't want to accept that. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I would say perhaps to be like accurate. You're not responsible for everything that right. happens, but you're, you're kind of, is accountable the right word? You're certainly accountable for the response. Mm. You know, if I get coronavirus tomorrow, I'm not, you know, unless I was really stupid, it's not like my fault I got coronavirus, but this thing is affecting me. So it's up to me to work it out. Yeah. Right? It's up, it's up to me to do the okay for, this is the situation what do i now need to do who who may i need to help me what do i need to do now you know that's that's how it is and even with stuff that happens that's horrible you know like we all go through bad things man you know if you've ever you know lost a friend lost a family member etc like that's not that's like one of the death is probably the, the worst thing that can you know by definition that's like the worst thing that can kind of happen yeah. yep. but 
it's up to you how you how you deal with that how you how you process it it's, it's not your fault somebody died of course not <laughs> but it's you're you're accountable for you're accountable slash responsible i don't know you're responsible for the way that you for the way that you handle it yep. for the way that you that you process it you deal with it and you eventually get to a stage where you can you know keep going again there there are people who something traumatic happened 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago and still every day they base their entire life and their whole identity around this thing that happened 10 20 30 years ago and it's like that's not that's not the way forward right like i'm not saying you you we we can't just erase things We, we can't just forget things but the past is immutable it's something i always say to people like the past whether you're talking about an individual or you're talking about a, an entire country, the past is immutable. So, yes, we can acknowledge it, we can learn from it, but focusing on it all the time is counterproductive, right? If you're driving, an, if you're driving a car, you're not driving looking looking, back. looking backwards, right? You don't spend your whole time driving looking in the rearview mirror. You're gonna crash, yep. right? You focus, you focus in front of you, and you, and you steer. Once in a while, you check back. Right. right you check back occasionally but you keep your eyes forward because that's what that's what you can control the things you do now are going to determine the future the things i do the things you do in the next uh this year are going to affect 2021 which is going to affect the next yeah. year which is going to affect the next year right if you want to be okay in 10 years time i want to be really successful well the next nine are going to determine <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to determine you, you you can't change the past nine you can't change no, it but from yep. now on it's like okay from now on i can do this and i can make these adjustments and changes and put in this work so that in the future i can look back and be like okay i'm here now because of what i'm here now because of what i did then mm, and that's mm. that, that, that that whole thing is just so it's just super powerful and something else i want to ask you about is I've been seeing a lot. It's like this conversation I've been seeing a lot lately, especially with everything that's going on. You, I see people saying stuff regarding economics. It's like this won't. They say stuff like getting empowered economically will not fix our any issues that goes on in society. And I'm like, so I'm so against that uh, that thought process simply because I feel like ownership is control. Yeah. And I feel like I just don't, I don't look at things just from a consumer superficial standpoint. I look at money as options, time, mm-hmm. freedom, and just mm-hmm. a tool to gain power and control. So when people go against that, it's like, I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know how people are missing this. <laughs> you know, there, there are some people who are kind of like perpetual victims and they mm. don't, you know, I think it's a, uh, there's a small percentage of the population who I genuinely believe, like, they don't really want things to be better. Mm, you know, I believe that too. Yeah, because if things get better, they sort of they've decided to, to make. About. Yeah, they've decided <laughs> to sort of make their in in whole identity and their whole purpose and the whole meaning of their life is based in strife and struggle and pain and trauma and drama, and they don't. It, it sounds weird, like they don't want things to actually be better, and I'm like. Isn't that a good thing? Like I've had people get <laughs> this. This is a, this is a sort of an aside. Like I've had people get angry at me when I've said that. Like I've experienced very little racism in my life, mm. right? 
that should be good. That's good. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's a good thing. And I've had people who are like, you know, they're almost angry. They're almost kind of upset that well, I'm saying say this. That how, how dare you say that racism is not as bad as I say it is? And I'm like, well, why, why do you want it to be? Do you, why do you want me to suffer? Why do you want me to be experiencing all these horrible things? Like, is your life, is your experience. Yeah, it's, it's like, it, 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 doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Like you should be, that's a good thing, right? You want the, well, you should want the individuals, you know, the, the nation, the country, people in general to treat each other well and to not be uh, unfairly discriminatory, et cetera. These are these are good things. Why are you upset with the idea that this is better, right? It's better than it was in 1950. That's a good thing, yep. right? In 50 years time, I'm sure it'll be even better. That's a good thing, right? So don't, you know, why would that be uh, any, any kind of negative? So yeah, I don't know. Some people have a, some people have a strange mentality. I think um, when it comes down to it, it's like, you can only help people who want to be helped. Like you, you can, right there. So there, there's, a, there's a level where you can't do anything and it's not necessarily your job because it's like changing someone's mind. It's very hard to change somebody's mind. You can put forth your argument or put forth your position or whatever, but it's up to them to go through it, you know, make, come, come to their own conclusion. Mm. And maybe they're like, okay, actually what that person said was, was was kind of right like i might change the way i i think about that thing but you you can't you can't force it um it's like if someone's really really overweight you've got someone who's obese and they're saying they want to lose weight you you know i can give them all the advice in the world i can give them all the encouragement etc but ultimately they're the one who puts the food in their mouth they're yep. the one who chooses to, whether they exercise or not i i can't i can't force you to go to the gym i can't force you to eat a good diet i can give you all the tools but ultimately it's up to, it's up to you. Mm. And in terms of getting those tools, like I said, we've never been in a better position for people to get those tools. You don't even, even if you have no money, even if, even if you're broke, you can go on YouTube, you can listen to podcasts, you can go to a local library, you can just search on Google and you can, you can find so many different ways that you can make money or you can start a business or you can do this, or you can do like the barrier to entry is essentially zero. zero. And that is, that's new, right? If you wanted to start a business like a few decades ago, man, like, you know, that was, that, that, that took some, it, it took so much more, right? You couldn't right. just, you couldn't just go on, go on, go on YouTube. Yeah, you can just, file the LLC. And... Yeah, <laughs> just go on the internet and just be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start affiliate marketing, or I'm going to, I'm going to make a selling ebook. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to make a YouTube channel. I'm going to just, you know, talk on it. The, the idea that you can become a millionaire from playing, dude, we live in a time where you can be, become a millionaire <laughs> by playing video games. People are talking hey, about oppression. You can, you can, you can, you can hey. make a, you can become a millionaire by doing makeup tutorials. Man. By, by, Yo, I like, say this, what is that? What is that? I, I say this all the time. I'm like, man, my parents had it wrong. They told me those video games wasn't gonna get me anywhere. They had it wrong, man. It's crazy. Coming. It's crazy. Like when I see certain things, I'm like, wow. I didn't yeah. even, I, even I didn't know like you right. could do that. You know, they're making a lot of money playing yeah. those video games. Yeah, it's crazy. So you got people unprecedented. Yo, I, I, you, I've met, you know, I've heard of people doing a co you know cosplay. Cosplay, 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 like these people who dress up um, 
like oh yeah 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 like anime characters or video game characters or whatever and they go to conventions that's a full-time job for some people i'm like what do really? you mean you're a professional cosplayer like you just yeah like, they just do that and they take photos and people buy the photos and you know they got fans and all that and yeah, i'm just kind of like man like this this shows the level of opportunity you can do almost anything like if you go on youtube you will find channels about not any the most random the most literally. random subject literally <laughs> like the most bizarre random niche things but you know what there's another there's another 500,000 people in the world who are interested in that thing and who will watch it yep. who will consume it and who are interested yeah. um and yeah like that's new yeah it this is. is this this is new i think um despite the fact that so many people use social media and are familiar with the tools I still think people massively underrate oh. just how just how powerful this is. I mean, again, like look at what we're doing now, right? We just connected online. You know, how would we even have been able to to connect with each other even 20 years ago? Impossible. Even, that's... <laughs> yeah, even 20 years ago, it's like, you know, how I, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. How would I be getting my music out and selling my books and finding guests for my podcast and doing these interviews and being able to broadcast these interviews without having to go, without having to be on TV, without having to be on radio, without having to do all that. It's just, it's crazy. You know, look at what a guy like Joe Rogan is doing, you know, like it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. It, it's just like, you know, and the fact that people tune in, he's just a guy who has conversations. People are going to tune Literally. into this conversation. Like, you know, it's the, the I don't know the the, the 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 it's it's so mind blowing that I I do some that's I think maybe that's why I get frustrated because when people yeah. I see people just like constantly constantly complaining I'm like, dude, you are living in like Disneyland in terms of human history. This is just if you explain to your ancestors the way people are making money now and it's the things that people can do, they would just be like you know what is, is this heaven is this like how how <laughs> you know like what do you mean like it is you wouldn't even be able to explain it it wouldn't no, make sense it wouldn't make sense they'd be like how do you explain a podcast to them uh, there's no way to explain it they'd be like, they'd okay, be like I, what so so why do people listen so right people, right people are just listening to other people having a conversation you're just sitting there watching someone else play video games or cook like, what, what are they, right what are they talking about why would yeah. i watch this yeah well, yeah well, this doesn't make sense like it doesn't wow. make any sense if you just listen to, if you just heard somebody say it it doesn't make any sense like you listen to this people conversation why yeah. you being nosy what's up with that why are you doing it yeah. how, how do how do you listen to it oh you you go on your phone and you you download it from this thing called the internet which connects everybody in the world and we all have a little little black square in our pockets and we it's like we can just interact with people it's, it, it's it doesn't even make sense <laughs> it doesn't make sense what's hilarious about that just the other day i was in my office and it's this guy he has an office close to me he came in he came in just to talk to me he's in his huh. late 60s and he was just uh he was talking about life before the cell phones and stuff okay i was like so you, i was like you had a pager he was like yeah i'm like i said i'm 26 i'm not too i don't i know about pages but i don't know exactly how they work i'm like yeah. so i'm like so the pager how did it work so he breaking it down to me and i'm in my mind i'm like damn how did y'all live like that back then that was crazy. It's not even that long ago it's, it's not that long ago, that long ago. yeah is... like i'm a bit older than you i'm 33 
And uh, my dad's a doctor, so I, I very specifically remember my dad having a pager, <laughs> right? So, yeah, you'd, you'd call the pager number, and then that would notify him someone called. Right. And then when he gets a chance, he would call you back. Hey, look, that's dude, how you know, stone ages. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy to hear. It's me. crazy. You know, the, the advancement in uh, just my own sh relatively short lifetime is crazy. If I look at, um, you know, the video games, if I look at the Atari 2600 and the, the Nintendo now, you know, from the 90s or the, the late 80s and then the early 90s, and then you look at the, the games now. Oh, my God. Dude. It's crazy. It's, it's, you know, when I was a kid, when I was a very young kid, you know, like they just made it so that you were able to render a circle on a screen. Like if you look at the old video games, they couldn't make, they couldn't do curves, right? They couldn't, they couldn't do, like, really? they, yeah, they didn't have the technology to make, to make like a curve, right? So you couldn't have a circle. If you look at old video games, like look, look at a football game, the, the ball is a square, mm, right? It is. Right. Like everything's, a, it's, it's blocks, right? It's just blocks because they didn't have the pixel density to be able to, at the best, it would maybe be an octagon, right? Because they didn't have the pixels Damn. to make a smooth, a smooth curve, right? <laughs> so it's like, you couldn't even do a curve on a screen. Like it was, it was jagged. Everything was jagged. It was like squares and blocks and everything's squares and blocks, right? If you think of old games, all squares and blocks. And now it's like, you can see like the pores on people. You can see the sweat. The sweat. See the sweat. The sweat. The sweat. What the? You can see the reflections and like the the fire effects and everything. And I'm just like, man, I'm still relatively young, right? And this is just in my lifetime. Like, what on earth are my future children when when they're, when they're my age? Like, yeah, it's just like good grief. Like, it's uh, yeah. it's exciting, but it's also kind of scary because it is. Yeah. It is kind of scary, especially with AI and all that. It's, it's like mm, crazy. Mm. And I, I was just uh, watching a you. It's a guy on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it. He has a YouTube channel where it's called. Damn, I forgot the name of it. It's like he shows you how to do dad things. I guess for people that don't oh, have. Yes, a, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, it blew up real quick. But blew up. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Look at. I show people that as an example of like, yo, he has a whole platform and brand <laughs> just just doing regular shit, man. Yeah, like it's no yeah. it's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and this is never this never could have happened in any other time period yeah yeah it, it's it's amazing it's it, it just amazes me how much people underestimate and underrate how magical how magical this time is it's kind of like wow just it the, is man it, yeah especially especially for young people like i tell like just from my own personal experiences i tell people all the time like and not to brag or anything but i'm like man i'm 26 i served in the military uh i got out got into real estate got into business started a podcast, started building a brand. I got a six-figure mm -hmm. net worth now. Just been working from, just working my ass off and not, mm -hmm. but not making no excuses, but just taking advantage of the access I have. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. Those, and, the, you know. and look, for the people who want to make excuses, the fact that other people are doing it is, that blows up your excuses, right? Because exactly. people want to say that, oh, only such and such type of person can do. Like, I know people from pretty much every background every you know wh whatever like whatever backstory you want who are now very successful or certainly on their way to being very successful and they've done it so if yep. if someone can do it other people can do it right maybe yep. for some people you might need to see someone who's you know maybe you might need to see a woman do it you might need to feel like you can you've seen a black person do it you've seen someone from your neighborhood do it or whatever to get that sort of motivation. 
But if they can, then it, it can clearly be done. It's, it's certainly not impossible. Mm. Like, we, we know it's not impossible. Things people thought were impossible, as soon as someone does it, it's like, okay, well, you know, right now, right now, we almost feel like it's impossible to be a trillionaire. Exactly. And we see how gonna, quickly that's changing. Someone's going to become a trillionaire. Yep. Might be might be Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's what it's right? looking like. Yeah. <laughs> right? Someone's going to become a trillionaire. Like if you went back a couple, of, like just a little while ago, people would be like, no, that is not even, it's not even mathematically possible, right? That's exactly. Not, no one can have that much money. It's like, okay, wait and see. Right. And he, he'll, he'll, someone will be the first. And then after that, there will be more. It'll be a there will be more. Effect, like, a there will be people who are like, okay, that person's a trillionaire. I mean, just 10 years ago, hearing somebody had 100 billion sounded crazy. Like 100 <laughs> <Totally>. billion? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you serious? What is yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. And then someone someone goes and does it. Somebody and, does uh, it. Changes yep. the game. Yep. And then, uh, so this is, this is the last question I got for you. And just for the people that's listening to this, or for somebody that might be hearing this, and they might have a, a low self-esteem or a low belief in themselves, mm. their mentality, they still have that victimhood mentality. What would you say to that person? To, to help them guide them in that right direction. Yeah, wow. I think I think we've touched on quite a lot of it already. Mm-hmm. What I would say in addition to it is understand that you have potential, right? So even if you haven't yet, regardless of what position you're in right now, you have got potential, right? You have the capability, mm. you have the possibility to rise to grow to become better to improve in across every level mentally physically financially spiritually relationships everything you have that potential and once you recognize you have that it's actually your duty it is your ethical duty to work towards fulfilling that it's your duty to if you believe in god it's your duty to god you believe in yourself it's your duty to you it's your duty to your parents if you have children it's absolutely your duty to your children it's your duty to your friends because if you fulfill your potential or at least strive to not only will you make yourself and your life better you'll make life better for everybody else for all of those people right so by fulfilling your own potential you are actually making the world better you'll feel a lot better you'll be a lot more confident you'll be a lot happier but it it sends out ripples. It sends out shockwaves to the people around you, and to the people further in the world. Um, so that that's what I would say. Mm, that's powerful, man. And just before mm. I let you go, man, I want to say I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, man. I, I was really up, excited bro. to do this. This was dope, man. And awesome. before wrapping up, do you mind plugging in all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, uh, purchase different things you have, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Yeah, sure thing. So if you want to follow me on social media, I am on the same handle on everything. It's at Zuby Music, Z-U-B-Y Music. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, ZubyMusic.com is my main website. And you can also check out my music and my podcast just by searching Zuby, Z-U-B-Y, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen. Definitely, definitely. Everybody check those things out. Like I said, again, bro, I appreciate you having on, have, ha, coming on because this was this was extremely dope. And I'll definitely be keeping in touch with you, bro. 100%, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you. All right, guys. So that was another episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier. You guys could tap in with me on Instagram, Twitter, at Xavier C. Miller. Appreciate you guys for listening. Tune in to the next episode. Peace. Turn me up some.
gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations? Why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper. I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. In the conversation, we strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments. And sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that sh- that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need and account it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.